Welcome, everyone, to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me, as always, is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? Good, man. Um, My new PC parts are coming in, slowly but surely. I still don't have a GPU <laughs> purchased, so I think what I'm going to... I literally have everything else. Well, not everything else yet, but within the next week, I'll have everything else. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know if it's worth it, but I'm just going to unplug the 1070 from my old PC and just plug it into the new one. So, I mean, for the time being, yeah, that's not a bad idea. For the idea. time being, yeah, yeah, for the time being, eventually when the new cards become more available, because I'm not spend, spending a dime over MSRP, not doing it. Wow. Uh, Mr. Maybe, 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 maybe a dime. <laughs> maybe a dime. <laughs> but, like, you Mr. know, Cheapy. yeah. I, man, when I go on eBay and I see, because I'm looking for a 3080, right now, right now I would settle for a 3070, but ideally I would want a 3080, and man, those things are going anywhere from $1,600 to $2,000, no sir. Yeah, way, it's way above uh, the MSRP as you were talking about, so I, I get that, I get it. Yeah, but how are you, man? Um, good, Uh, just, just how'd got the, to... How'd that BMX thing go last week? Uh, not bad. Uh, my niece, my niece made it to the finals in both days. Unfortunately, did not do as well in the finals both days. So she was uh, a little upset. But I did find out something. So last week, before I left, I had said about how she was either close to or had already qualified for nationals. Well, first things first. Let me just set the record straight. Uh, the race was actually one of the national races. It was not a, the state competition. It was nationals. So first off, she's already qualified for nationals. So that's <laughs> that's the first nice. thing to get out of the way. Uh, second thing I found out is for her age group, my niece is number one in the nation. That was a wow moment when I was there. I was like, I knew she was good. I didn't realize she's that good. Wait, so, wait, my audio cut off for a second. Did you say number one she's in the nation? Number one in the nation for her age group. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Again, I did not know that until this weekend. And my, my sister told me, I was like, are you kidding me? And then she goes, no. And she pulls it up on her phone and points to it. And sure enough, it says right next to her name, number one. I was like, wow. Go Adeline. So. She, again, she didn't do too hot this weekend, but she's doing very, very well. She has two more. She has one more race locally um, in her area, and then she has, to my knowledge, one more national race, and then the season's done for her um, just because of schooling and things of that nature. So that's kind of how things are going, but yeah. She's kind of crazy. Number one. She got that Mamba mentality, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Mamba <laughs> mentality. Yeah, which she, uh, especially on the day I was there, which she didn't perform as well as she wanted to, man, she was so mad and so frustrated. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Uncle Jeremy had to give her a little bit of a talk to be like, hey, <laughs> you know, it's okay to be mad, but you got you to gotta make sure you get better tomorrow, you know, so – she took she took she took away yeah but yeah it was it was a lot of fun um it was really cool i think i've said before that i got to i've seen her race through the streams before so it was definitely really cool being in person uh over the the streams so i i really enjoyed being there it was really cool getting to meet like some of her uh teammates on the track uh it was it was yeah, it was a great time. And outside of that, we ate so much good food over the weekend. Uh, too much food, to be honest. But we ate, we nice. ate very well. Very well. But, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is geared to make sure you are informed on all the video game news you need to know about. Whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or the Sega decides to make a return, we will tell you about it if we think you need to know about it. 
if you guys are listening to us on your respective podcast services, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on which service that it offers, so that you can be informed every time that we post. We bring this to you every single Friday for the most part, unless there's some reason that we can't do it on a Friday. Then it'll be already told to you beforehand. Uh, And also... If you guys are wanting to be part of the show, please email your questions to pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com. That is pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com with the subject line question for the show, and we will feature it on an upcoming episode. We start all of these podcast services. or Why did I say podcast services? We start every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Isaac, what have you been playing lately? Destiny 2, Season of the Lost. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Destiny was like, 2, Season of the Lost. I, hold on a second. I thought you were, like, trying to, like, throw this, no, like, cinematic no. voice in there. And you're like, eh, eh, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. My bad. But Destiny 2, Season of the Lost. You know, new new activities, new weapons to grind for, new armor. Um, it's a pretty typical season. But, you know, the, the, the story in Destiny, like, I think I've mentioned it before, over the last year has been like they've been just knocking out of the part they found their rhythm in the format that they've decided to tell the story in in the seasonal you know three three month seasonal um chunks that they do them in um so th- that's exciting the story's exciting the 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 seasonal activities um they're, they're always fun in the beginning and then you know as the season goes on you're kind of like ah, I'm tired kind of tired of this activity but then you know they rotate out this season is going to be long, longer than usual. It is going to be a six-month season because they had to delay um, the Witch Queen, the big expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Destiny Two, uh, it's a lot of fun. But the other thing before Destiny, the, the the new season launched, I also played Twelve Minutes. Oh, you did get to do um, that. Yeah, and and I, I did finish it. Um, it took me about, I would say, about five hours. Um, but if, if you know what you're doing, you could probably just speed run through that in about an hour. But, you know, I, it, I enjoyed it for the most part. It, it definitely has some issues. Um, the narrative, the narrative kind of just, it, it goes places. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the ending. Um, I don't know if you've played it yet, but. It, I have not, okay. but I've heard okay. what you're about, what you're kind of saying with the ending, at least. That's. Uh, something I've been seeing with some of the video game uh, influencers that we that me and you both uh, look to or, or subscribe to and follow, they they kind of talked about that ending, and it seems like kind of what you're saying is the same thing they were saying. They're like some of them said the ending almost outright ruined the game for them. They didn't really like the ending at all because it and, doesn't make any sense. Because obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but like. There was, and I've seen other people say this. So it's not just me, but I've seen other people say this, and I, I had the same thought. I was like, "Oh, the the reveal is gonna be this, right?" And then I'm like, "Nah, that's that doesn't even make any sense." And then boom, that's the reveal. <laughs> so you're like, "Huh? Like what?" Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it, I still enjoyed it. Uh, the performances that you know they're, they're pretty good for the most part. It it does have some. Um, some like up and up, mostly ups, but there's there's a few downs. I think it comes to you know I don't know what the budget for this game was, but you know James McAvoy, uh, Daisy Ridley, and uh, William Dafoe they couldn't have been cheap, right? So it's not like they had them in the booth forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's it's definitely worth a try on uh on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. Uh, it, it, what what is the the retail? Is it twenty five dollars? Uh, sounds about right. Um. If you like adventure games, I'd say it's worth the $25. Just okay. know that, the, you know, it, it does have its issues. But yeah, um, other than that, yeah, I haven't really played much else. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about hopping into um, hopping into 12 Minutes sometime this, this week to get a sentiment or a feel for it and hopefully beat it. As you said, I know it's not a very long game. So yeah, that was kind of... Starts off- it starts off very strong because they're all the new all the lines are new. Well, another big issue I had with it is when you do mess up, you have to, since it, since you're in a loop in the game, right? But when you do mess up, then you have to start the loop over and you have to be like, oh, okay, I got to do all these steps again, right? And and then go up to the point where I messed up and then try something else. And then if I mess up again, you go back and you got to do the exact same steps in the exact same order again. Well, not the exact same order, but 
it, it becomes when you mess up a lot, it becomes really repetitive, which is another issue mm-hmm. um, that that I had. I was like, oh god, I got to do this again, right? As as compared to something like you know, like a roguelike, right? Or that obviously this isn't a roguelike, but that the roguelike it, it puts you in a loop. For example, Hades, right? You're, you're essentially doing running through the same levels, but it does a lot of things to mix it up every run. This doesn't do that. You're doing the exact same thing every time. Yeah, and I also heard that was kind of a, a sentiment as well about it. And then, of course, the fact that there's no, um, you know, like, basically, like, redo that last that last choice to to help you with that loop that's kind of was another sentiment that i heard but yeah i hope to i hope to jump into it this week and test it out myself see what i think but uh you you alluded to it already but just to just to say if you don't have game pass do you think it's a a buy a wait for a sale or a void if you're really into uh adventure games and puzzle games i think it's a buy if you're not too much into that, but you're just more into it for the narrative, I'd I'd wait for a sale. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, for myself, I because I went out of town, I've kind of been all over the place with games that I've played. So I started playing a little bit of Star Ocean, the first Departure R, which is the remake of the PSP remake of the original Star Ocean game. And I... Bought it while it was on sale. I'm a huge Star Ocean fan, but I had never played the first Star Ocean. So I picked it up while it was on sale and decided to, you know, play it a little bit while I was traveling on my Switch because that's where I picked it up on. I'm enjoying it so far. It's standard standard Star Ocean, especially early Star Ocean. So there's not a whole lot of, um, n- not a whole lot of, uh, I guess deviations from the star ocean core because it is the first one uh just for those that don't know star ocean the idea or essentially that it is the game centers around is the fact that you travel across the universe to various planets to tackle some sort of conflict or whatever and that's why it's called the star ocean is essentially is supposed to be that there's these ocean of planets that you can eventually visit of course you know the game is an rpg so it's not like no man's sky where you actually can go through endless things but that's the the core component or the core thought of star ocean and this one centers around uh this this one world that is underdeveloped essentially and a another uh empire essentially from a an, a different planet decides to just kind of wreak havoc and drop a nuclear or a biochemical weapon on the planet they don't know how to deal with it and uh, a different planet comes along to try to help them and so you kind of go out to try and find a cure for this this biochemical weapon on the the planet so that's kind of that game uh then i played i went back to caligula effect now that i've beaten uh, scarlet nexus i haven't beaten the second character's playthrough but i started playing some caligula effect i'm about eight hours in right now and i'm enjoying it i'm having a good time with it uh there's of course some issues that you notice from it being kind of a I would call it like a B-tier company putting together a, a massive RPG. So there are some of those issues, but the the thing that the game still shines on, and I've streamed it, so if you've stopped by the stream, you've probably heard me say this before, but I really love the the idea of the combat. Essentially, it's you choose from your, your characters. Uh, it goes in the order of who you have in your party. So, of course, the top listed character is the first character in your uh, combat selection. And then it kind of goes down from there all the way to your fourth character. But you choose m- moves and you're on almost like a timeline of a song. And you need to kind of think ahead on how to battle with your characters and time their attacks together to build off some cool combos so for instance if like a character if the enemy is going to do a ranged attack you could use a move that's called a range counter and it'll send that person into the air and then you might use another character to keep that care that enemy juggled in the air to continue to do damage to them and make them not have a turn 
I really enjoy it for that reason. And the the thing that is cool is as you select a combat, the the move kind of plays out in front of you. It's almost like in an ideal situation, this is what it will what should happen. But of course, that doesn't factor in the chance that you might miss or that you selected a move that the character timing doesn't exactly work because of a different move that you used. So I like that kind of um, strategy to it. And then I have to say it because I know you're super excited. I turned on Destiny 2 and I've been playing a little bit of Destiny 2. I, I played it for about... I'd say maybe an hour and a half yesterday to to get back into things and see how things go. I took took down the first mission of the new season, as you talked about it, and I've raised my light level a little bit, and then I was kind of tackling some bounties that I have in the Crucible to help increase uh, my character's uh, drops to get more equipment to raise my light level so who knows we'll see if this means i stick around right now of course like i told you before i like destiny 2 so i'm enjoying what i did i was planning to play this right or play destiny 2 up until we went to record the podcast but then zyra was like yo take me on a freaking walk so i had to go take her on a walk so maybe after the podcast after i get done editing everything i will go back onto it just one raid bro just just get to one raid and then I will allow you to stop if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're. We do have a, a thing going. If I if I play enough, you're supposed to purchase it for my my PC. Yeah, my I will. I will. Well, so, I mean, well, you gotta play for a month though. We settled on a month, so we'll see. We'll see if you now. Is it a it. month? Is it a month and then you buy it, or is it you buy it for me and then I play for a month? We'll talk later. All right. All right. Anyways, everyone, thank you guys so much again for joining into the One More Game podcast. We have a pretty extensive gaming catalog to get to you. Uh, Gamescom is going on right now, and there has been some cool announcements already so far. I know we keep talking about this, but, of course, more news comes out from Activision Blizzard. And this time, it is a little, um, I guess, even more eyebrow raising of the things that are going on dr disrespect is suing twitch and then of course we're talking destiny 2 and that's all coming up on the gaming catalog but of course we're going to start off with the main story and that is gamescom 2021 going on right now and i'm going to ign for this uh this is from adam bankhurst and so those that don't know gamescom is an big showcase that goes on in typically Cologne, Germany uh, every year. But right now it is all digital. And so they had their opening night that they call now, the uh, Gamescom 2021 opening night or whatever the year is, is replaced in there that Jeff Keighley helps put on. And I'm reading an article essentially of all the announcements that came through on the opening night. Now there were some other announcements and there are still announcements coming out even as we speak, but these are just from that event. And Isaac, uh, we'll kind of go through some of these. I'm not going to go through all of the announcements that did happen on opening night, but then we'll kind of talk about it and you can bring up any that you felt are important that we skipped over. So first off, Of course, the biggest one. Halo Infinite has a release date. Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer will officially be released on December 8th, 2021. Uh, The release date was revealed alongside a multiplayer multiplayer trailer focused on Commander Lorette Agrit. Agrina, I didn't even know that. Agrina, who will be the main character, one of the main characters focused in the first season of Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, then there was also some a really cool Elite wireless controller announced, as well as the Halo Infinite Limited Edition Xbox Series X that is going to be releasing on November fifteenth. And the controller, I really believe, will be on the 15th as well. Uh, Saints Row got a new entry. It is actually a reboot of the original Saints Row, and it's coming out February, February 25th. 2022 for ps5 ps4 xbox series xbox one and pc and they showed off a pretty cool trailer uh marvel's midnight suns this is that fire axis marvel XCOM game that i did call when it came to my e3 predictions so i feel very happy even though this still doesn't count towards the e3 predictions but i did bring it up and this is releasing on march 20 20- 22 uh, they don't have an exact release date yet but 
gameplay will first be revealed on September 1st. Horizon Forbidden West has officially been delayed. It is going out in 2022 on February 18th, to be exact, 2022 for PS5 and PS4. Uh, we also got an extended look at the Call of Duty Vanguard campaign, which I will admit looked pretty cool. We also have a release date or a release window, I should say, for LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. That's coming out spring 2022. Death Stranding got a new trailer. Far Cry 6 also did. Horizon Zero Dawn got a 60 FPS update. Uh, and let me see real quick if there's anything else I think is really important. Oh, of course, the one last thing that I want to actually mention, and then we can talk more about these, is Sifu, the really awesome indie fighting game coming from the studio that made Absolver uh, is coming out February 2020, or February 22nd, 2022. Isaac, what did you think of the opening night live showcase and some of these announcements that came through with it so i didn't get to watch it live because i was working same but you know i caught up eventually um you know just watching all the videos of all uh, of the trailers of the games uh, but people really seem to like it um from you know just from social media uh reactions people were really up on the opening night opening night uh show um but yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of good stuff. Uh, the like you mentioned, Halo. Um, the release date, I think it's kind of weird, right? Like usually these agree? big blockbuster yeah. games. Yeah, they're usually right before, um, you know. Uh, oh my God, what's what's Black, Black Friday? Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, they usually try to get them all before Black Friday. December eighth is definitely a weird date for 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 Halo specifically. Um, I hope they meet it though, because I am pretty excited for the game, Ma mainly because of uh, it's free to play and I have Game Pass. So, because I've ne I've never been really a Halo guy, I was always more of a Gears of War guy. But you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, it drops. Actually, I think it seems, you know, I think I, I feel like they're confident in that date. Um, so I so hopefully they meet that date. Um, I'm a big MCU guy. I saw Wolverine. I was like, oh man, this shit looks good, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Marvel Midnight Suns. I was like, oh man, and I'm not even. I think I've talked about this before. I suck at XCOM style games. I I've tried them. I own them on Steam, and then I try them, and I just lose, lose, lose. And then I played the the Gears of War one, and I, I almost beat that one. I think, um, yeah, I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far, and I enjoyed that one. So I mean, you know, you throw in characters that I like. Wolverine is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um, so I'm, yeah, that, I'm, I'm excited for that. Now I will um, say real quick before you, uh, keep talking, um, the fire access has can't come out at the moment. And they have said that it, it is a tactical RPG, but it is not, it does not have, uh, XCOM, uh, I guess structure. So I don't know what that means yet. I don't know if it, mm -hmm. I don't know if that means like it's going to have you know different completely different combat than what XCOM has if it's still going to use samples from XCOM combat and just have differences right. you know I don't know what that means yet again gameplay is coming out September 1st but I did want to say for those that maybe heard you and said oh god like right there with you uh XCOM right. is so hard and I don't like it and I love Marvel but I'm gonna <laughs> have to pass on this there is a chance that the game is not going to be exactly what you think but it is still going to be a tactical RPG so September 1st, gameplay reveal. Keep that on your radar. Go back. Right. Um, but, yeah, in, in going back to the Marvel, and bigger picture thing, I think it's good that, uh, you know, Marvel games are looking out to more capable studios than they used to. You know, they just kind of used to chalk up, you know, like movie licenses, movie tie-in video games um, to just take whoever. Uh, but, you know, now we got Insomniac with Spider-Man. We got this Marvel Midnight Sun. So hopefully we get more better quality Marvel games. Um, but following up that, you know, Horizon, we could, I mean, we heard, it wasn't, I guess it's official now, 2022, but I always thought that, just saying, you know, give me my props. Um, Far Cry, uh, Far Cry, Giancarlo Esposito, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. what a perfect villain, just in anything. You throw him into anything, he's just the best villain. Um, as far as Far Cry, I, I enjoy Far Cry games enough. I, I play them. I never beat them, except Far Cry 3. I beat Far Cry 3, but then, you know, I... I I I dive in there, you know. It's it's a Far Cry game. I've played it before. You know, you, I get my fix in, and then I just kind of dip out. But Giancarlo Esposito, I might see this one through just because I really like him. So we'll see. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Sifu, man, that game just looks really good. 
Um, but I do think they are going to back out of that February date because that, that February, February is just packed for next year. January, um, February, and March are looking stacked. February, obviously, yeah. yes, you know, uh, a ton, but that <laughs> our wallets are going to be hurting. They need to get, but see, see, yeah, they need to get out of that date. But I'm super excited for Sifu. Um, it, it, it looks really cool. But um, yeah, overall, the the show, it seemed great. Like I said, I didn't watch it live, but a lot of people were high on it that, that watched it live. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I I'm right there with you when it comes to the the XCOM game. I I I'm different on you when it comes to the fact I love XCOM. I'm really ha- uh really enjoy it. I've beaten uh Chimera Squad. I've gotten really far in XCOM 2, just never beat it. And I didn't I own technically XCOM Enemy Unknown, but I don't I haven't played it or beaten it. But I am so high on that one the trailer just seemed really awesome i loved that trailer i definitely have already watched it three times just because i just love the atmosphere from that trailer and the characters that they showed off in that in that trailer but i am curious to see what the gameplay is going to be like on september 1st because of the fact again they kind of said already that it's it's not xcom but it is yeah, fire access is. and it is a tactical rpg so i don't know exactly what it means still but i'm i'm really looking forward to what what that gameplay ends up showing off um halo infinite i'm right there with you i've never been a big halo person but i have been excited for halo infinite especially because of the free multiplayer so i just really wanted to get that even if i didn't have game pass having free multiplayer for halo is going to be really cool because maybe it does get me into halo itself from the playing the multiplayer but the december 8th was later than i expected i remember for my e3 predictions i said that i figured it was going to be november 12th or november 15th which november 15th the way that i understand it is the actual anniversary of the first halo so i was surprised that it's december 8th and also off of that, the fact that they've already announced that the campaign and multiplayer can be downloaded separately because, of course, the fact that the multiplayer is, you know, downloadable. I just still find it weird that they don't release the multiplayer earlier. Like, it would be really, really awesome for marketing purposes and just overall, you know, feel to release on the 15th. If, you know, if indeed, in fact, that is the anniversary, the way that I have been seen, if I remember off the top of my head, that's correct. So, like, release the multiplayer then, get people super hyped, and then, yeah, you could release the the co-op on the 8th or even later if you wanted to. Because I said this in a group, but I know that they're not essential components or modes. But the fact that they've already announced that Forge and co-op co-op campaign will not be at launch in my opinion i would delay the campaign until that's ready i you, forgot about that you, that was that that is that goes just so on hand in hand with halo like with old school halo players i mean yeah that, that is a i'm with you that is it's a weird decision and i i, I would have put out the multiplayer first and, and then the campaign yeah like if if you want to like it's one of those things in my opinion if you want to release the game as a whole, you know, campaign and multiplayer at the same time, that totally makes sense. But I also, like you said, and I'm not a big Halo person, but just having those two modes not be at launch and already know that they're not being at launch, then it's like either delay the game entirely till they're both ready, or if multiplayer is ready, then yeah, re- you already are having that freeze. Release that early. Get people excited. Get people hyped, ready to experience whatever that campaign is. And then you can release that campaign in a great build of emotions from everyone getting super excited off of playing multiplayer. So I just I just find it a weird move. But again, December 8th is this the time. But the again, I, I said it already, but I want to say it again. The Elite Controller looks super sick that that xbox series x limited edition looks amazing uh i'm not gonna get either because especially the series controllers the the elite controllers are just too expensive for my taste i'm 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 definitely a you know i will pay the the price of the first party controller 
but getting those premium controllers like the scuffs like the the elites that's that's too much for me um, I, had the, uh, I had the first elite controller and it was really nice but 150 dollars well the first elite was 150 dollars this one's 200 it, it, 200 right oh, I, man, I don't know if the normal follow, man. i don't know if the normal like version elite is 200 but the halo themed one i do I know because i looked it up it is 200 so Jesus, man. so that one yeah i just i just feel like that's too much money um and then one thing that i don't want or there's two things i guess i should say that were not on the things that i said but i did want to bring up some other things that i thought were really cool the first one is vampire the masquerade blood hunt i talked about it on a past podcast i'm excited it has an early access date of september 7th so I will get to dive back into it and play the the Vampire Battle Royale. I really enjoyed my time with the beta. I know that you and I were going to play together, but they had disabled uh, the party up system, which we didn't know. And so that you never ended up, I don't think you ever ended up playing any games. But now that the early access is coming out on September 7th, we will have to pair up for at least a few games just to just to get your feel on it see how you think about it but of course for me it's just the fact of i just really enjoy the game so i'm excited for that and then it wasn't on opening night live Uh, i'm pulling it up just to make sure that i have the exact date but it was presented in the opening night pre-show so like there was a a pre-show right before uh, opening night live took place and they actually had a number of announcements in the pre-show and one of them that i'm really excited for is that we do have an official release date for the king of fighters 15 and that is launching on february 17th so we talked about already february is stacked i'm getting that one and so the fact that that's coming out on in february as well is just like boy <laughs> february is just yeah ah, it's my wallet. q1 yeah just q1 next year is just it's kind of ridiculous yeah yeah um, but yeah, there's a, there's, again, there's a lot of announcements, way more. We could probably dedicate an entire show to it, but go check it out. Uh, before we move on, Isaac, is there any other games or any other announcements from Gamescom so far that you do want to, to raise out and bring to our listeners' attention? Um, nah, other than ones I brought up, those are the, the big ones that stuck out to me, but I'm oh. really excited for Sifu. That's All probably right. one of the ones I'm most excited about. All right. So uh, I was going to go into uh, Activision Blizzard, but just because we were talking about February being so stacked, we're going to switch gears and bring up the topic that you're probably most excited to talk about, and that is Destiny 2's latest expansion has a release date. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen expansion launches February 22nd the same day as sifu all right we're going to polygon for this article from ryan gilliam and i do want to say this is more so to give you guys kind of some behind the scenes uh aspects of what i do trying to find a story i tried to find an article that had an all-encompassing announcements from the destiny 2 stream and let me just say i could not find one every every article or every website, and I commend you guys because I know you guys do so such good work, especially the over at Polygon. So again, thank you guys so much for putting these stories together. But everyone put the Destiny 2 announcements in like four different articles. So I'm actually going to rely on you, Mr. Destiny 2 fanboy, to tell me about all of the other announcements that are outside of what this article tells me. Because I do know about it, but I just don't remember off the top of my head. Anyways, now to the article. Destiny 2's fourth major expansion, The Witch Queen, is coming on February 22nd, 2022. Bungie announced the expansion release date as well as new features, story, and destination at its Destiny Showcase event on Tuesday. The Witch Queen story will follow Guardians as they interact with Savantham, the expansion's titular character. The title character. I'm just going to use that one. The expansion's title character. Outside of being the sister of Oryx, the villain of... The original Destiny's The Taken King expansion and the aunt of Crota, Savantham, is largely a mystery. She's played key roles behind the scenes in Destiny for years, but her trickster nature keeps her out of the limelight. The Witch Queen will change that, although it's unclear if she'll have the same antagonistic relationship with Guardians that her brother and nephew had. Uh, The Witch Queen will 
will add at least one major location to Destiny 2, Savanthan's Throne World. Players will delve into the different dimensions, uh, acts as Savanthan's ultimate backdrop plan. Uh, there, 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 they'll discover the truth about the light and the darkness that Guardians have been fighting for and against the entire series. Uh, there's some other things that are going on. As you said, the game had gotten delayed uh, earlier this year because of covid and then, of course, I know that they they announced a 30th Bungie anniversary collection. I think that's selling for $30, if I remember correctly. Uh, and, th and there was a bunch of other announcements. So I'm going over to you now, Mr. Destiny 2 aficionado. How excited oh, are you for the Witch Queen expansion and 2? Fill us in on some of these other announcements that the the stream uh, revealed. I mean, well, well, first off, it was a nice try, but it's Savathun. Savathun, all right. Yeah, so. it was a good try, but but yeah, I mean, like one of the big things again, the story, the narrative that they've they've been crafting. Um, it's been for over the last year. It's been building up to this expansion, and they did mention, which I find weird, and. And maybe maybe it's a mistake comparing it, but they said their campaign is gonna be something to the to the like of um, like Doom or they brought up another game. I just can't think. Or Halo. They compared it to those type of campaigns. So that was one of the big um, uh, one of the bigger announcements. Then the campaign will also have a a, a difficulty setting, so you're gonna have you're gonna be able to turn up the the, the difficulty on the campaign. Um, so that's one thing. Another big thing was crafting they're gonna bring weapon crafting to the game they didn't give any details on it um so we don't know how exactly it's gonna work uh i'm hoping it's something like the division i haven't played the division in a long time but in the division you can grab one gun grab a separate gun and then you can grab like a perk or, or some kind of stat boots from one gun and put it into the other gun mm. but then that gun that you switch the, the perk to that that slot is locked so now well, not that slot is not locked. Every other slot is locked, so you can only change um, perks and stats in that one slot that you already did. Okay. So it's not like you can just pull everything from every gun and put it into your own gun. You still need to run in these type of games. You know, RNG is a thing, but crafting's a big one. Um, there's a new weapon archetype as well, the glaive. Um, it is the first first person melee weapon. We do have swords already in Destiny, but that always pulls you into third person mode. Uh, the glaive is a first-person melee, and it looks like it has some kind of projectile. Yeah, it says in, it in this article it can also shoot energy projectiles. Right, and it doesn't look too strong. It's obviously meant to be melee first, and, you know, like we saw a little bit of gameplay, and it has, like, combos and stuff, so that's real exciting new new weapon uh, archetypes, and it's not something I would have guessed, right? Like, if I would have guessed, oh, there's going to be a new weapon archetype, I would have said something like, I don't know, like a sawed-off shotgun or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So the glaive is is definitely interesting. Um, the other thing was they're gonna rework the. How do I explain it to people that don't play Destiny? So there's, you know, we got our powers, right? You know the subclasses, right? You got void, solar, and art. Those are from the light. And then last expansions we got the the ice powers, stasis. Those are from the darkness. So there's, and when stasis came out, the way you customize that class is completely different from the light classes. And in my opinion, it's much better. So now they're going to rework the light subclasses like the stasis subclass, which seems like a huge undertaking. So they're going to be doing them throughout the year. First up is the void subclass. They're going to rework all the void subclasses into the, like I said, into like the stasis style subclass. Um, we were, everybody was thinking we were going to get a new darkness um, subclass, but you know like i said they're gonna rework all the light subclasses and it just that just seems like it takes a lot of time and resources so mm -hmm. they opted out doing that and i'm completely fine with that the only thing that that kind of like turned my head to was the 30th anniversary thing because it does have a dungeon included and to put that outside of the season pass and to put that outside of the witch queen and and add it as something um as something separate that you have to pay pay for is kind of disappointing but it's supposed to be a meme dungeon is what the, what it seems like is going to be very jokey and but a dungeon's a dungeon so that kind of sucks um but this game I've already I've always known this game is expensive to play so 
but I'm I'm I bought it anyway, of course. Um, <laughs> I bought it anyway. Yeah, I bought it anyway because <laughs> I'm the problem. I know I am the problem. Um, but yeah, that 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 that's about it. Yeah, there. I mean, we're gonna get. Uh, you know, oh, they also announced. So last year they announced, you know, Beyond Light, The Witch Queen, and Lightfall, the three big expansions over the the next well the next three years from now we're we're coming up on the witch queen then the the following expansion was or the next expansion is lifefall and then they announced a new one i want to say it was called the final shape let me double check that Hmm. but so we know it doesn't seem like they're think they're even thinking about destiny 3 at this point um yeah it's called the final shape Okay. Um, so that that's the next expansion, and then it also said to be continued. So it doesn't even seem like they're thinking of Destiny Three. We're not going to get a Destiny Three anytime soon. Destiny Two is going to be around for a really long time. Um, so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, obviously, that's a lot of a lot of content that was announced and a lot to to, to take in if you are yeah. new to Destiny. Um, yeah, I you guess, don't know Destiny. You probably didn't understand anything I said about the subclasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like um, at, at a at a base level, you don't have to go too much into it. But I guess from the showcase, did you leave satisfied? Like, did the showcase do enough or say enough to you? Even being a big Destiny two fan, so maybe it it just they didn't have to say much. But did it do enough to where you left going? I'm excited for the future of Destiny 2. Oh, yeah, 100%. I went in there, like I said, expecting a new subclass because that's what that's where it seems they were going. And then for them to not announce that and me still being extremely excited for the future of Destiny. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great presentation. Bungie's always really good at making really good. Uh, well, they're really good at making trailers, right? Like hype trailers that, that pump you up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was... 100% about 90% satisfied other than that 30th anniversary thing I, yeah I was extremely satisfied with this alright well that's good everyone so again uh, if you're wanting to hop into Destiny 2 uh, right now is kind of a good time because like a lot of the uh, expansions uh, especially the legendary collection which has Forsaken, Shadowkeep and Beyond Light uh, is currently on sale probably to coincide with the, the showcase but th- those are important and then of course you know Destiny 2 technically is free to play in the in the base component of the game, so you can always try it out and see if you like it. Let me say, it is free to play, but it's more of a tutorial I, or just, a, a demo. It's it's not a good. It, it, it all its services is. Do you like how the game feels? That's what I was saying. That's what I said. Yeah. If you if you just want to see if the game is for you, go ahead and try the 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 free to play. Go play the base, 100%. the vanilla version. And you can try it out, and then you can either say, "Here's all my money," or "Nah, I'm gonna save my wallet." Because, like Isaac said, <laughs> it is it is fairly expensive to uh, yeah. to get everything. Anyways, we are going uh, shifting gears, and of course, uh, this is going back to Activision Blizzard. Another article coming from them. This is coming from The Verge and Mitchell Clark, and it is titled "California Accus- Accuses Activision Blizzard of Withholding and Suppressing Evidence." Activision Blizzard leaders have promised to work to make the company a safe place for women to work, but California has now accused the company of illegally, quote, withholding and suppressing evidence, end quote, and shredding documents that it requested for its investigation. Now, this all comes via Axios, but... I'm going to, again, keep reading the Verge's article. A California Department of Fair Employment and Housing originally filed the suit in July, which accused the company of creating a frat-like culture where female employees face constant sexual harassment and discrimination. We have told you about that, but the updated complaint, and you can read it over here, still has the same content warnings, I will tell you, uh, gives some new insights to it, and in a new section of the complaint, the DFEH says Activision Blizzard is encouraging employees to talk to attorneys at the Wilmer Hale law firm instead of state investigators, and then denying the state access to that evidence because the conversations were confidential. Activision Blizzard had already been criticized by both company shareholders and the press for hiring Wilmer Hale, a law firm that has widely been reported to have helped Amazon initially defeat its uh, organization efforts to unionize in Alabama. Uh, Wilmer Hale has said that that they deny any involvement with that effort, 
but that has been reported in the past. Uh, the DFEH also claims Activision Blizzard tried to get employees to sign away their ability to speak freely to investigators in waivers, quote, secret settlements, end quote, and non-disclosure agreements or NDAs, which would require employees to notify Activision Blizzard before disclosing information about incidents covered by the NDA or settlement. They would also, or they all would also decide how much employees could freely say, giving the company the ability to, quote, take all steps it deems to be appropriate to prevent or limit the required disclosures. Um, there's more to this, but again, there is also the complaint about them shredding documents that, uh, again, that they had the uh, state was requesting to uh, have as part of the, the investigation. So it's a lot of content, but I do got to ask you, Isaac, we've talked a number about what's been going on with Activision. So we don't need to talk about that those those details but i do want to talk to you about this these new allegations in the complaint about the at least from what the state is saying activision's efforts to make sure the state does not get the information they need to win or help boost their case how do you feel hearing this news? And of course, Activision is not going to comment on it, but how do you feel about it, at least based on the report? Not surprising from Activision, right? Activision just seems like a, just like a shitty company. They don't care about their employees. You know, like we, we talked about it before. They hired a corporate friendly firm. Um, they're trying to, you know, get their employees, like you said, get their employees to sign NDAs. Shredding documents is, I mean, of course they're going to do that. They're trying to protect themselves. They're trying to protect their business. They're trying to keep um, the losses for the investors as low as possible. So uh, this is not surprising. Activision uh, is about money first, you know, as we can see with the, with, you know, how they handle their games. It's a Call of Duty is pumped out every year. Um, so, yeah, this is not surprising. Like, like I said, I'm. We've been saying this for the last, I don't know, it feels like five, six episodes. Activision does not care about their employees. They're all about money, and they're going to keep being about money. And, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, there's nothing else we can do other than not buy games. And at this point, I was thinking about this the other day. Obviously, I don't really like any Activision game. I don't like Call of Duty. Mm. Um, they don't put out much other than that, honestly. And Blizzard, the last, I don't know, five years since they got onto Activision... They haven't been putting out anything great. Overwatch is fine, but, you know, it's not for me. Uh, but other than that, I mean, what else have they been doing? You know? I think Overwatch is their last release game, isn't it? No, the they released uh, War uh, Warcraft 3 The Reforged, which okay, was critically panned because okay. of how right. badly it was done. Uh, they're about to release Diablo 2. Uh, A remake, another the remake. The Resurrection, yeah, remake. Because um, they're they're currently working on Overwatch two as well, yeah, which and was... then WoW Classic, I guess. If you want, yeah, to count WoW that Classic, well. technically, yeah. But those are all you know. Those are all remakes. You know, they haven't put out anything new. So, mm. at this point, I don't. It, I don't want to support Activision, and it's almost easy not to support them right now. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um, it's just it's, fuck that whole company. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I, I've talked about it again in past episodes, as you said. I'm really on the fence when it comes to how do I continue to move forward, like supporting the games that I like, but also, for instance, the games that are coming from Activision. So like Call of Duty Vanguard, I think it looks really good. And of course, there are many employees that have poured their hearts into making that game to, to be successful and so part of me wants to support those developers because of how hard they've worked to make that game come to life but then at the same time like you've said but if i buy the game then it supports activision and if a if i'm supporting activision then in a sense i'm supporting these actions that they're taking like withholding evidence from the state like shredding the evidence like you know, trying to coerce their employees into signing these NDAs. So it's 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 really difficult in that regard. But at the same time, like you said, I'm I'm not entirely surprised by this. These moves, especially the talk with our attorneys, because that's confidential. That is a typical 
move that any corporate entity does uh, just not to reveal any secrets you know from within my company and i didn't have to do anything that was um you know bad in nature but it was similar to like how when i was in news how things would get handled if there was uh police that were requesting to talk to me to get video about a, a story that i covered you know technically by law that is confidential this police don't get open active uh actions to that stuff and so our company of course was like you know don't tell the police what you have talk to us and then we will be the middleman for whatever you know because what you tell us is confidential that's so it's i'm not surprised in that regard so some of this is just standard protocol when it comes to like lawsuits and things but the shredding of documents is where i start to be like okay now we're going a little too far and of course especially or not a little too far we're going way too far but then of course trying to coerce their employees into signing the confidentiality that that goes again beyond standard practices i would say and i just yeah i i i'm of course i know that we keep talking about it but of course this is a big talk topic it is uh, something that we feel a lot of people should know about so you know, as developments keep coming out and as developments come out that we feel you guys should know about, we're going to tell you about it. And of course, this was one that uh, we, we felt that you needed to know about it. Uh, we're running a little long, so I do want to, I'm going to drop, uh, or I guess we'll do like we did last week. I'm going to just briefly talk about it and then we will uh, kind of move on. But basically, Dr. Disrespect is suing Twitch. If you guys didn't know, Dr. Disrespect was a very popular Twitch streamer randomly got dropped last year now he streams on youtube and with no problems and now he says that he is suing them so this is a kotaku article coming from john walker uh basically dr disrespect again as i said got banned last year uh he was banned in june 2020 at the time it was reported that the ban was permanent and twitch as always did not say what it was about so rumors began to swirl but uh as noticed by dot esports uh, Beam, uh, Herschel Beam the fourth, which is Dr. Disrespect's name, mentioned in a recent stream regarding his new home on YouTube that uh, basically he had found out what he was banned for for months now, and then he used some technical jargon that basically, uh, or then it said, essentially, we're suing the fuck out of them. Uh, he makes less money than he do did on uh, Twitch currently because of just Twitch's popularity, but they are suing it. He still hasn't said anything, still won't talk about it, essentially, when it comes to things. And the closest that we got to him talking about it was that he, um, I'm trying to see where the article was, but he did an interview and he started to kind of say a little bit about what he was banned for, but then his PR team kind of cut him off. Um. Oh, yeah, basically here he... He denied that he was involved with anything that led to the ban, but the PR handler cut him off. So, uh, Isaac, I don't know how much you follow Twitch streamers or Dr. Disrespect, but are, are you surprised at all that uh, Dr. Disrespect is trying to go after Twitch on this? Uh, no, because, I mean, it, it just seemed abrupt. It was a weird situation. I'm pretty sure my theory is, you know, they signed up to this big contract up to like a week, a month later or something. Mixer shuts down. So that, you know, Twitch doesn't have to compete with te for talent uh, with Mixer. They didn't want to pay Doc the, the money. Um, they found any little thing in their, you know, their policies and terms and agreements or whatever. Um, and they banned them just so, you know, they can terminate the contract and not pay them. That is my theory. I mean, it, it, your theory could shape up, of course, like when they talk about the, the rumors and stuff. If the rumors at that time were true, which I'm not going to say what the rumors were because of... One, I don't remember what they actually were off the top of my head, but I remember that they were pretty significant and severe. If those rumors were true, then it, it made all sense to ban him. The one thing that has come up at the time is, of course, right before his ban, he was kind of like talking about the coronavirus and spouting some kind of nonsense that honestly was nonsense. And some people feel like that is what he actually got banned for. It was clearly um, yeah, a joke. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like yeah. that's that's what I'm just saying. Is some some people say that it was that was the case. So like you know who knows what it is. I will be I will be curious to how it actually unfolds. And of course, once he files the suit. We will then get to see in the documents. They settle out of court, one hundred percent. What's that? 
they settle out of court. I, I, they're going to settle. I will tell court. you. The, so here's my one thing. And again, we're going long, but I'm going to try to keep it quick. I agree that that is the case. However, the other thing that I will say is if you don't remember, there is a very popular streamer or was a very popular streamer called Phantom Lord uh, that was banned from Twitch because of the whole CSGO uh, uh, like money lottery thing. If you guys remember that drama from years ago uh he sued twitch and twitch didn't settle out of court and he technically won he won on a technicality but still he ended up winning his court case so like i could still see twitch being ballsy enough to be in like no we'll take you to court because we'll win this but if it is like you said they were trying to get out of that contract on a technicality as well. I could exactly, like you said, see them settling out of court. But uh, um, the last the last thing real quick that I want to talk about, and this is more just a crazy story that I wanted to say, is South Korea is abolishing their controversial gaming shutdown law. This is from Brian Ashcraft from Kotaku. So passed in 2011, South Korea uh, passed a law that basically uh, made it so that those under the age of 16 could not play video games for a six-hour block from midnight until 6 a.m. Officially known as the Youth Protection Revision Act, the law was passed, again, in spring 2011, went into effect in November. Uh, this law uh, was supposed to not impact consoles, but it did, and essentially a lot of the places took down their servers in Korea during this time frame. And in the in the suit, if you were found to be violated the law, you would be fined or could be fined up to 10 million won, which is 8,560 U.S. dollars. And the individual individual could face up to two years in prison. They're now changing this and kind of leaving it back into the parents' hands or the kids' hands when it comes to how they want to handle things. Uh, and one of the uh, people they said is, quote, for youths, games are an important leisure activity and communication channel. Uh, Culture Minister Huang He said, uh, I hope that the preventative measures can respect the rights of the youth and encourage healthy home education. Uh, Isaac, what did you think when I sent you this article? <laughs> Just to keep it quick, I mean, law is ridiculous. Just be a parent. <laughs> like, get your kids to bed if they're not supposed to be playing video games. It's, it's completely ridiculous. I agree. I just, I just thought this was really interesting and uh, caught me completely off guard. I had never even heard of this until this article came out and was just like, Isaac, look at this. What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's so, kind of nuts. I don't know. Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, I don't know exactly when the law is being abolished, but of course they have announced that it is being abolished, and maybe it already is abolished. But I do know what is coming out next week, and we are going to tell you all about those things right now. Releasing today, Baldo, The Guardian Owls, coming for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and iOS. Inked, A Tale of Love for Xbox One and PC. No More Heroes 3 for Switch. Tormented souls for ps5 xbox series switch and pc on monday we have book of travels for pc on tuesday you have kiwi ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one switch and pc rustler for playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc the big con xbox series xbox one and pc crown trick for ps4 and xbox one uh monster harvest for ps4 xbox one switch and pc wednesday we have lake coming out from xbox series xbox one and pc on thursday uh, september 2nd you have el shaddai ascension of the metatron for pc pathfinder wrath of the righteous pc wrc 10 playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one and pc surgeon simulator 2 access all areas for xbox series xbox one and pc that is also coming to game pass on friday september 3rd you have big rumble boxing creed champions for ps4 xbox one switch and pc golf club wasteland for ps4 xbox one switch and pc the medium for ps5 and kataria fables for ps4 ps5 xbox series xbox one and switch i accidentally wrote ps4 twice on there so that's why i <laughs> kind of hung up there but isaac excited for any of these games no nothing really pops up to me but I see a golf game. I just see another opportunity to beat you at another one. So Wow. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'll have to look up this one. I actually did not look that one up. But I do yeah, want to tell you, the one game that is interesting to me, because we talked about it uh, in the episode about the Grand Theft Auto uh, uh, trilogy remaster that's supposed to be coming out. Uh, Rustler, for those that maybe are a fan of the original, the original Grand Theft Auto, it is basically like a medieval Grand Theft Auto. So if you're interested in it, I, I would go check it out. It did look cool to me because, again, I am a fan of the original uh, 
Grand Theft Autos, but I'm likely not picking that one up. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, though, outside of, you know, No More Heroes 3 and potentially Tormented Souls. This this is a this is a miss week for me. Definitely a miss week. But Isaac, that is basically the show. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Scalper, stop buying stop buying GPUs, man. Like, like just let me buy it. I have to ask, did you did you uh were you muted? I was. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. I was looking up this golf game. It doesn't look like it's a multiplayer thing. It looks oh, like it's a oh, okay. Well, you're lucky. No, you're lucky. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Scalpers, please, please stop buying everything because uh, some of us some of us need these these items. But, anyways, that is all that we have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Texas's Most Wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. Please stay safe. Stay hydrated. I, I don't, Wait a minute. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.